an Osho talk. The Miracle of Meditation by Osho. Number 16 of the audiobook series Satyam Shivam Sundaram. something that I don't want to see? Prem Amita It is not only you But almost everybody is running as fast as he can from himself. And the problem is you cannot run away from yourself. Wherever you will go, you will be yourself. The fear is of knowing oneself. It is the greatest fear in the world. Because you have been so immensely condemned by everybody for smallest things, for smallest mistakes, which are absolutely human, that you have become afraid of yourself. You know that you are not worthy. That idea has sunk very deep into your unconscious, that you are not deserving, that you are utterly worthless. Naturally, the best way is to get away from yourself. Everybody is doing it in different ways. Somebody is running for money, somebody is running for power, 
Somebody is run, running for respectability. Somebody is running for virtue, saintliness. But if you look deep down, they are not running for anything, they are running from. This is just an excuse that somebody is running after money madly. He is deceiving himself and the whole world. The reality is that run, money gives him a good excuse to run after and to hide the fact that he is running from himself. That's why when he accumulates money, he comes to a point of tremendous despair and anguish. What has happened? That was his goal, he has achieved it, he should be the happiest man in the world. But the people who succeed are not the happiest people in the world. They are the most miserable. What is their anguish? Their anguish is that their whole effort has failed. Now there is no more to run after and suddenly they are encountering themselves. At the highest peak of their success they meet nobody else but themselves. Strangely enough this is the fellow they have been running from. You cannot run from yourself. On the contrary, you have to come closer to yourself, deeper into your being, and drop all condemnatory tones that have been handed over to you by everybody you have known in your life. The parents, the husband, the wife, the neighbors, the teachers, the friends, the enemies, everybody is pointing to something that is wrong in you. From no source comes any appreciation. It is a very strange situation that humanity has created for itself. 
in which nobody is at ease, nobody can relax. Because the moment you relax, you face yourself. Relaxation becomes almost a mirror. And you don't want to see your face. Because you are so much impressed by condemnatory opinions of others, even smallest pleasures have not been allowed to you by your church, by your priest, by your religion, by your culture. Only misery is acceptable, not pleasure. In this situation, it is very natural for you when every source from every direction comes only condemnation, that you are a sinner, every religion is shouting for centuries, that you are born in sin, that suffering is your destiny, from so many sources without exception, that it is very natural for any individual to be impressed by this vast conspiracy. Everybody is caught into it. And if you try to understand it, you will be very much surprised. Just as others have condemned you, you are condemning others. It is a very mutual conspiracy. Just as your parents have never accepted you of any worth, the same you are doing with your children. without becoming ever aware that everybody is what he is. He cannot be otherwise. He can pretend to be otherwise. He can be a hypocrite, but in truth he will always remain himself. Your running away is nothing but creating more hypocrisy, more masks, so that you can hide yourself completely from the eyes of everyone. You may succeed in hiding yourself from others, but how can you succeed in hiding 
yourself from yourself. You can go to the moon, you will find yourself there. You can go to the Everest, you may be alone, but you are with yourself. Perhaps in that aloneness on the Everest, you will become more alert and aware of yourself. That is one of the reasons why people are also afraid of aloneness. They want crowds. They want always people surrounding them. They want friends. It is very difficult for people to remain silent and peaceful in aloneness. The reason is, in aloneness you are left with yourself. And you have accepted the stupid ideas that you are ugly, that you are sensuous, that you are lustful, that you are greedy, that you are violent. There is nothing that can be appreciated in you. Prem Amita, you are asking why am I always running so fast? Because you are afraid you may be overtaken by yourself. And the implications of running so fast have many dimensions. This running fast from yourself has created a craziness about speed. Everybody wants to reach somewhere with as much speed as possible. It happened once, I was coming from a place, Nagpur, back to Jabalpur. And I was travelling with the Vice-Chancellor of Nagpur University. And the car broke on the road. I have never seen anybody becoming so miserable. I asked him that there is no hurry to reach, nobody is waiting for you there. And the conference for which you are going is going to begin after 24 hours and Jabalpur is only three hours away. There is no problem. Either we will get the car repaired or we will call another car from Jabalpur to come or we may get some lift or 
buses are continuously passing by, there is no problem. You need not be so miserable. He was sitting in the car and I was looking for somebody. It was a small village, but maybe some mechanic or some help is possible. Perhaps the landlord of that village may have a car. When I came back from the village, that man was almost in tears. I said, what is the matter? He said, I cannot afford to be alone. It exposes me so deeply, it makes me utterly naked before myself. It makes me aware that I have wasted my whole life and I don't want to know it. I said, you are not knowing it. It's not going to help you in any way. It is better to know it, and it is better to go deeper into yourself that why this misery in aloneness. Aloneness should be one of the greatest joys. People are running It does not matter where they are going. What matters is whether they are going with full speed or not. You are asking Amita, is there something that I don't want to see? There are many things. Fundamentally, it is you that you don't want to see. And it is because of a wrong conditioning. My whole approach of inner transformation is that you will have to drop your conditioning. Whatever has been said about you by others, simply drop it. It is absolutely crap. They don't know about themselves what they can say about you which can be truthful. And the opinions that you have collected from others, just try to watch from whom you are collecting your opinions. They are not from a Gautam Buddha or from a Jesus or from a Socrates.
they are from people who are as ignorant as you are. They are simply passing others' opinions that have been given to them. There is a beautiful story, whether it is factual or not, does not matter. Its beauty is in its meaning. One of the greatest emperors India has known was the Mughal Emperor Akbar. He can be compared only to one man in the West, that is Marcus Aurelius. Emperors are very rarely wise people, but these two names are certainly exceptions. One day he was in his coach talking with his courtiers and he had collected the best people in the country, the best painter, the best musician, the best philosopher, the best poet. He had a small, a special committee of nine members which were known as nine jewels of Akbar's court. The most important of them was one man called Birbal. Immensely intelligent, and a man of great sense of humour. He did something which was improper to do in front of the emperor. Every emperor has his own rules, his word is the law, and Birbal behaved against something for which Akbar was very much stubborn. Akbar immediately slapped Birbal. He respected Birbal, he loved Birbal, he was his most intimate friend. But as far as the rules of the court were concerned, he could not forgive. But what Virbal did is the real story. He did not wait for a single moment. He immediately slapped the other man who was standing by his side. <laughs> the other man was shocked. 
even Akbar was sagged, <laughs> he used to think that this man is very wise. Is he mad or what? I have slept him. This is strange, absolutely absurd and illogical. And the man was standing there shocked and Birbal said, don't stand like a fool, just pass on. <laughs> so that man slept somebody else who was standing by the side and now the game became clear that you have to pass on. In the night, when Akbar went to sleep with his wife, his wife slept him. <laughs> he said, what is the matter? He said, it has been going on around the city, and finally it has reached to its original source. <laughs> Somebody else has slept me. And when I asked, what is the matter? I was told that this is the game Akbar has started. So I thought it is better to finish it, to complete the circle. And the next day, the first thing Birbal asked, have you received my slap back or not? Akbar said, I have never thought that this would happen. Birbal said, I was absolutely certain because where it will go finally? It will go round the city. You cannot escape. It is bound to come to you. Everything for centuries is going on being transferred, being passed on from one hand to another, from one generation to another generation, and the game continues. And this is the game that you have to come out of. The only way to come out of is to have a rediscovery of self-respect for yourself. attain your dignity again, which you had when you were a child, when you were still not contaminated, when you were not 
is still conditioned and poisoned by the society and by the people around you. Be a child again and you will not be running away from yourself. You will be running within yourself. And that is the way of the meditators. The worldly man runs away from himself and the seeker runs within himself to find what is the source of this life, this consciousness, And when he discovers the source, he has discovered not only his life source, he has discovered the life source of the universe, of the whole cosmos. A tremendous celebration arises in him. Life becomes moment to moment just a song, a dance. One becomes absolutely free from all the jargon that the society has handed over to you. One simply throws away all conditionings, all traditions, the whole past. I say unto you only one thing you have to renounce and that is the past and nothing else. If you can renounce the past, you will be absolutely fresh, just born. And to be in that freshness is such a blessing, such an ecstasy, you cannot even think of going away even for a single moment. The man who knows himself never takes any holiday. But most of the people go on behaving stupidly. An American was driving along a small country lane in Ireland when he was horrified to see a cart load of hay coming out of the field into the narrow road. He jumped on the brakes but could not stop in time and ended up driving through the fence into the field where the car burst into flames. Be jabbers, 
exclaimed Paddy to his friend Samus, who was driving the hay cart. Some of these tourists are terrible drivers. We only just got out of that field in time. <laughs> the old farmer, plowing his fields with a pair of bulls, was asked by a neighbor why he did not use oxen. I don't want to use oxen, replied the farmer, I want to use bulls. Well, continued the neighbor, if you don't want to use oxen, why don't you use horses? I don't want to use horses, retorted the farmer, I want to use bulls. Well, perhaps, tried the neighbor, you could try using that new tractor your son has just bought. I don't want to use tractors either. I want to use bulls, reaffirmed the farmer. Why do you only want to use bulls? asked the neighbor at last. Because, said the old boy, I don't want them to think that life is all romance. <laughs> this is simply the situation in which you are born, in which you have been conditioned. Nobody wants you to know that life is simply romance. And that is my crime, because that is my whole teaching, that life is nothing but romance. <laughs> the newly wed couple flew to Miami and checked into the honeymoon hotel. For days, nothing was seen of them until the morning of the sixth day, when they came to the dining room for breakfast. As the waiter approached their table, the bride turned to her husband and said, Honey, do you know what I would like? Yes, I know. He replied wearily, but we have to eat sometime. <laughs> so once in a while, it is good to have a breakfast. <laughs> Otherwise, life is a continuous romance. And I teach you not only the romance of the body, which is very ordinary. I teach you the romance of the spirit, 
which is eternal, which begins but never ends. But this is possible only if you start going inwards. Going inwards is going Godwards. Going inwards is the whole secret of all alchemical transformation of being, running away is simply wasting tremendously valuable time and a life that could have been a great song, a great creativity, a tremendous festival of lights. The farther away you are from yourself, the darker will become your life, the more miserable, more anxiety-ridden, more wounded, condemned, rejected by yourself. And the farther away you are, the more difficult it becomes to find the way back home. You have been going away from yourself for many, many lives. If you move in a right meditative path, you are not gone very far. Meditation is the shortcut from where you are to where you should be. And meditation is such a simple method that anybody, even a small child, can enter into its wonderland. Amita, rather than running away, run within words. Come closer to yourself to have a better look, because nobody else can see your inner reality. Only you can see that splendor and that glory. Because nobody else can see your inner beauty, they go on condemning you. Only you can assert your blissfulness. 
Only you can assert ultimately your enlightenment. Even then people will be suspicious. They were suspicious about Socrates, they were suspicious about Gautam Buddha, they were suspicious about Jesus. Their suspicion is rooted in fact in their own unawareness of their inner being. How can they believe Gautam Buddha that in the inner silences of the heart is the ultimate ecstasy? They don't know anything of the inner, not even the ABC. They don't know anything about ecstasy. They may listen to a Gautam Buddha just because of his presence, his charismatic eyes, his magnetic vibration, but when they will go home, they will start suspecting, doubting. And this is happening even here. I receive many letters that when we listen to you, everything seems to be absolutely right. As we reach home, <laughs> doubts start arising. The mind starts saying to us that you have been hypnotized. There are millions of people who want to come close to me, but are afraid. For the simple reason that they may be hypnotized. It is something far more deeper than hypnosis. You are not hypnotized. You are simply taken into a different vision of your own self. It is not something like magic. You are not being befooled. You are being awakened. The word hypnosis means sleep. And my whole work is to awaken you. You are already asleep and you have been asleep 
for lives together it is time to wake up you have wasted too much valuable time energy opportunity already but still there is time and the moment you wake up for you the night ends and the dawn begins i am becoming more and more conscious of the barriers i have built up in myself over the years against being a joyful self-loving open being it feels like the wall in me is getting stronger and stronger the more i'm aware of it and i can't come through do i first need more courage my beloved beautiful master could you please help me with your understanding it is the same question again i have been answering amita but i have also answered you although you have phrased your question in a different way few small details are different otherwise it is the same problem i will discuss those small differences in detail you say i am becoming more and more conscious of the barriers that have built up in myself over the years against being a joyful self-loving open being it feels like the wall in me is getting stronger and stronger the more i am aware of it and i can't come through the first thing to understand is that the wall is not becoming stronger it is only your awareness is becoming clear there is no reason at all 
why the walls should become stronger when you are becoming more aware. It is simply when you bring the light in your dark house, you start seeing the cobwebs and the spiders, not that they are suddenly started growing because you have brought light in. They have always been there. Just you are becoming aware, alert, but don't think that they are growing. Your light has nothing to do with their growth. Yes, it reveals their presence. Your growing awareness is revealing the presence of your prison walls and you say, I am aware of it and I can't come through. Because these walls are not true walls. They are not made of bricks or stone. They are made of only thoughts. They cannot prevent you. Just you have to know the secret how to come through them. If you start struggling with your thought processes which constitute the prison walls, then you will get into a tremendous mess. One can even go insane. That's how people go insane. They are surrounded by so many thoughts and they are trying hard to come out of the crowd and they go on getting deeper and deeper into the crowd and then naturally a breakdown follows. Their nervous system cannot sustain so much pressure and so much tension. They have opened Pandora's box. It was all hidden there. They were blissfully unaware of it. Now they have brought a meditative awareness. Suddenly they see a great crowd, so thick that the more they try, the more they feel their impotence against the walls that are surrounding them. If you start fighting with them, then there is no way you will 
sooner or later, tired, tattered, will find yourself slipping from your sanity. But if you use a right method, instead of a breakdown, you will have a breakthrough. The right method to deal with all that you feel you are surrounded of is to be just a witness, not to fight, not to judge, not to condemn, just remain silent and still purely witnessing whatever is there. This is almost a miracle. I have not come across any miracle than the miracle of meditation, the miracle of witnessing. Because if you can witness, you will be surprised that the strong wall is becoming thinner, the crowd is dispersing, is slowly, slowly, you see doors and gaps through which you can get out, but there is no need to get out. Remain where you are, just go on witnessing as your witnessing will become stronger, the wall that surrounds you will become weaker. The day your witnessing will be perfect, you will find there has been no wall, nothing is surrounding you, the whole sky is available to you. Rather than fighting with thoughts, fighting against wrong conditionings, just become a pure witness. Fighting you cannot win. Without fighting, victory is yours. Victory belongs only to those who can witness. Jaime Goldberg was having trouble getting Becky, his wife, to make love to him anymore. So one night, just before bedtime, he offered her a glass of water and two aspirins. What are you giving me these for? Becky asked. I have not got a headache. Great, <laughs> said Jaime. Let us get started. Because this headache was the problem. Every day, whenever poor Goldberg will ask, the wife was having a great headache. This time he worked 
through a different methodology. <laughs> Becky could not understand that now he is using a very wise strategy, offering experience even before she has said she has headache. So just be a little wise. Dr. Klein finished the examination of his patient and then said, You are in perfect health, Mr. Levinsky. Your heart, lungs, blood pressure, cholesterol level, everything is fine. It's splendid, said Mr. Levinsky. I will see you next year said Dr. Klein. They shook hands, but as soon as the patient had left the room, Dr. Klein heard a loud class. He opened the door and there, flat on his face, lay Mr. Levinsky. The nurse cried, Doctor, he just collapsed. He fell down like a rock. The doctor felt his heart and said, My God, he is dead. <laughs> he then put his hands under the carp's arms. Quick, said the doctor, take his feet. What? cried the nurse. For God's sake, said the doctor, let us turn him round. We have got to make it look like he was coming in. <laughs> Just be a little intelligent. <laughs> it is said that intelligence is not of much use 
unless you are intelligent enough to know how to use it. Just the other day I came across a tremendously great discovery. It says every idiot you meet in the world is the end product of millions of years of evolution. Intelligence is certainly rare, but the people who have gathered around me, just the fact that they had the courage to be here is enough proof of their intelligence. Now you have to put your intelligence into action. <laughs> My God, side paddy. I had everything a man could want, the love of a gorgeous woman, a beautiful house, plenty of money, fine clothes. What happened? Ask Samus. What happened? Out of the blue, without any hint of warning, my wife walked in. <laughs> Just be alert. There are dangers on every step. A man who decides to be a meditator has to be very cautious. The statement of Lao Tse is that a man of meditation walks always as if he is passing through in winter in an ice-cold stream, very careful, very alert, 
unless you are very careful and very alert. The millions of year old mind and its functioning is going to be difficult to transcend. Although the strategy is simple, but sometimes the simple seems to be the most difficult. And particularly when you are absolutely unacquainted with it, Meditation is only a word to you. It has not become a taste. It has not been a nourishment. It has not been an experience to you. Hence, I can understand your difficulty. But you have also to understand my difficulty. <laughs> Your diseases may be many. I have only one medicine. And my difficulty is to go on selling the same medicine for different patients, different diseases, I don't care what is your disease, <laughs> because I know I have got only one medicine. Whatever your disease, I will discuss about it, but <laughs> finally you have to. accept the same medicine. It never changes. As far as I know, in these thirty-five years it has never changed. I have seen millions of people, millions of different questions, and even before I hear their question, I know the answer. <laughs> Because it does not matter what is their question. <laughs> what matters how to manage to bring their question to my answer. The maths teacher 
turned to little Ernie and said, Ernest, <laughs> if your father borrowed three hundred dollars and promised to pay back fifteen dollars a week, how much would he owe at the end of ten weeks? Three hundred dollars. Ernie quickly replied, I am afraid, said the teacher, that you don't know your maths very well. I am afraid, said Ernie, that you don't know my father. The copyright of this recording and music, 1987 and 2009, Osho International Foundation, Switzerland.